Hello, Oakland A's fans, and welcome back to another episode of Athletics Baseball Podcast with your host, Taylor. We've got quite a bit to talk about because it's been a little longer than normal since the last episode that I've put out, and the situation with the A's in that time span, about five games since then, have not been great. Five losses, five-game losing streak, bringing us to two and eight, and people are starting to freak out a little bit. I understand, but it is not time to give up hope. It depends on really what your goals and thoughts for the team are for the season. If your hope is that the A's will do better than last season, it is not time to give up hope at all. If your hope is that the A's were going to make the postseason, it's still technically possible, but the likelihood is not great seeing what we've got right now. But I am going to talk about why nothing is the end of the world right now, why we will still do better than last year, why we are better than people are giving us credit for at this point still, and also I'm going to do a quick baseball movie review. If you're just tuning in, I do those about once a month towards the beginning of the month. I haven't had a chance to do one yet, and the movie in question is Mr. Baseball, starring Tom Selleck. But first... A quick reminder, if you are not already following the social media accounts for the podcast, go ahead and give those a look. We are on Instagram at athletics underscore baseball underscore podcast, and we're also on Twitter at athletics underscore pod. You can also reach us at our email account, athleticsbaseballpodcast at gmail.com, where you can Give us any suggestions, any feedback, comments, ideas for future episodes. And finally, if you want the A's to stay in Oakland, then consider giving the mayor of Oakland a quick email at officeofthemayor at oaklandca.gov and just let her know how important it is for the A's to stay in Oakland. Try and get her to do whatever she can as well. It's a two-way street. The team has to try and stay, and the city has to try to keep the team. And now, let's move on. Let's start with the movie review. Short and sweet. Won't spend too long on this one. But it is a baseball comedy released in 1992 starring Tom Selleck, where essentially Tom Selleck is a major league big-time star who has an overinflated ego and gets traded from the team to a Japanese baseball team in favor of a hotshot rookie, essentially. So he has no choice but to go to Japan to play for this team because they were apparently the only interested team and he just doesn't take it seriously at all, treats everything like it's a joke, and it's he's not really meshing well with the team or with the culture, and it's a little bit cliche. Essentially, he meets a woman who sort of helps him turn his life around, and he fixes his swing, and he fixes. He actually starts trying, and overall, it's kind of cheesy, kind of cliche, and not a great movie. Not a bad movie. It was mildly entertaining for what it was. 
I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. It just kind of seemed like something was off, I guess. I'm not sure if it was the writing or the dialogue, like the script or the dialogue. or I, I'm not sure, but, I mean, I felt like Tom Selleck acted perfectly. Really, I feel like everyone did a fine job with the acting. It just didn't really come together how maybe it could have or was intended to or something. So, not a great movie. But it was kind of interesting and funny to watch in light of what the A's are doing with bringing players over to the team from the Korean Baseball Organization and the Japanese Baseball League. That would be Drew Rusinski and Fuji. But, yeah, not... Not a great movie. Not a highly recommended watch. And now, why don't we actually talk about the A's and baseball? Essentially, like I mentioned, it hasn't been great. The A's have lost five in a row. We've dropped to last in the division with a record of two and eight. And technically last in the American League, just half a game behind the Tigers, Detroit Tigers. Now, the thing about that is... It doesn't really matter. I mean, every game matters at the end of the season, and we want to get off to a good start and feel conf- confident and comfortable and obviously get some extra wins to help us out later in the year. Sort of pad our win-loss total as much and as early as we can. There have been a lot of disappointments. We definitely weren't going to win all of these games, we start out with a pretty tough schedule, honestly. When you when you look at the A's schedule, a series against the Angels, and then against Cleveland, and then the Rays, and the Orioles, Mets, Cubs, Rangers, Angels again, and then the Reds at the end of the month. So the whole first month is a little bit of, of a doozy. The Angels at the beginning of the year are a tough one because none of their players are injured. That's often what ends up holding them back because they've got a ton of star players. They're spending like $250 million on their roster. They've been trying and going for it for years and years now, but they always find ways to fall flat on their face. Cold streaks at the wrong time, injuries derailing it and not having anyone competent to fill in until whoever gets back from the I.L., That sort of thing has been the bane of the Angels' existence for a long time now. And what sucks for the A's is having them to start off the year, they're not injured yet. Not that I'm rooting for anyone to be injured, obviously, but I'm just saying that we're playing an eager and full-strength Angels squad. So it was really good for us to get that one. The Cleveland series... We probably should have swept it, and it hurts that we didn't at least take two out of three there, because they are a good team, but they are a beatable team. We we showed that they were a beatable team, because not only did we beat them one time, but we arguably should have beaten them the other two games as well. The Rays, I said, not on the podcast, but to someone else, that from the... from the first game of the series, we're going to be lucky to take one game off the Rays, I think, because 
They were undefeated going into a, into that series. They're a good team, and they have just been firing on all cylinders, truly. And up until this point, even before that series, the A's have not. We looked better during the Guardians series, but not good enough, really, to where we would think that we're going to match up and win the series against the Rays, who have been looking really good. The Orioles here are gettable in the same way that the Guardians are. They're a decent team, maybe a 500 team this year, my thought. But then we've got the Mets, who are tough. Uh, the Cubs are maybe like Orioles-ish good. And then the Rangers and the Angels, before finally we get a break with the Reds. May is kind of a similar difficulty. I mean, we're kind of just having a a rough schedule to start the season off, and it's kind of not until more of the middle or second half of the season that our schedule starts to lighten up a little bit. So depending on how some of these games go, maybe our record towards the end of the month, it might look more like 12 and 18. Not a fantastic record, but people are people are starting to say stuff like, oh, looks like we're on pace for a 40-win season, and that's just ludicrous, it's ridiculous. Don't even bother saying that stuff is a joke, really, because we're coming in here playing against tough teams, we're a young team, a, a sort of a mixed bag team, trying to figure it out, get things firing, and having some trouble doing that right now at the start of the season. This stretch of time is not going to be, I don't think, representative of the team over the course of the season. The team's got to get its chemistry going, and even the best teams, a 100-win team, they come to the end of the season with a couple of losing streaks under their belt as well. Five-game losing streaks just like we had right now. And the worst team in the season is going to sweep a really tough team, or put together a seven-game winning streak. These things are just what happens in baseball. Good teams lose, get off to horrible starts, bad teams get off to great starts, and over the course of a season it just doesn't really matter, and that's why we play so many games. Unless you think that the Astros will not be making the postseason, because their record is only 5-6 and six right now, and unless you think that the Cardinals are going to be the worst team in the National League, and unless you think that the Pirates are going to somehow shock the world and make the postseason this year, and the Diamondbacks are going to win their division, if you think that these things that I just said are reasonable, then maybe you could say that the A's could have a 40-win a season projecting from what's happened so far. But the fact that the Cardinals got off to a horrible start or that the Diamondbacks have been crushing it does not mean at all that what we have seen so far is representative of these teams. It seems a little bit obvious to say that. I hope that you're not shaking your head right now and saying, yeah, okay, I'm not dumb. I didn't think that in the first place, because I'm I'm sure that you're right about that, but a lot of people have been saying 
these types of things. And so I just feel like I have to address it and, and talk about that. As ridiculous as I know it is to say that, for example, the Diamondbacks are going to win their division. But obviously, things are not really clicking for the A's either so far. And yes, offensively, we have been uh, lackluster. We've scored the second fewest runs in all of baseball so far, the third fewest hits, the fifth fewest home runs, and the second fewest RBIs. We've received the ninth fewest walks, and so of course all of this means that our batting average, our on-base percentage, are all in the dumps. Our slugging isn't any better, it's third worst, putting our OPS solidly at third worst with a 595 OPS, 198 team average, 270 team on base, 325 team slugging. None of these numbers are great. However, I do feel strongly that that will change over the course of the season. The sample size is just way too small right now to make any statement with a certainty over the long term just based off of what we've seen so far. We've seen a ton of flashes of great stuff from these guys just in the short time that we've had this season. Stuff like Jesus Aguilar's amazing 12-pitch at bat followed up with a three-run home run. And then just in Monday's loss against Baltimore, Loriano hit a really grindy, I think, 10 or 11-pitch at bat. He hit a triple. He finished it off with a triple. And we have been seeing these bright spots when the team gets fired up and comes out and starts performing well. When someone gets on base, sets the table, and it changes the next guy's whole approach at the plate, and people start taking balls, fouling off questionable edge-of-strike-zone pitches, and really activating their patience and waiting until that right pitch comes down the line for them to take a good swing at it. And it doesn't always work out when you take that swing, but that's sort of just the way it goes. And that's, you know, that sort of stuff is one of many bright spots that we've seen. We've seen some amazing defensive plays from Nick Allen and Tony Kemp already on the infield, and we've seen some amazing plays out in the outfield from Ruiz and from Loriano, But then there's a lot of stuff to talk about uh, on the negative side, on the need-some-work side. The biggest and most obvious one is the errors. The, every game there's an error. That's what it feels like, at least. Just lack of communication on the field, guys misreading the play ending up in the wrong spot, bad or slow throws over to first, and not all of these are counted as errors. You know, a slow throw over to first is not counted as an error, <laughs> unless it is wide of the mark. But there have been a lot of things like that that just do not pass the eye test, as they say, where, okay, a player makes a, a good 
or routine fielding play, but they're too slow to turn and throw, or their throw itself is too slow, or they don't recognize fast enough what needs to happen, where, where they need to go with the ball. These types of things are the things that I never would have thought would be happening this season. I think that this is a good defensive team. You've got players in all of these spots that can make big plays. And I just don't know why the team is not coming together and playing defensively up to the standard that I would have expected. And the other big downside so far for the team has been pitching in general, but the starting pitching specifically. And the thing is, these two things go hand in hand. The pitching has not been good, but that also is made worse by the team playing bad defense. And sometimes the pitching is made to look worse by bad umpire calls, honestly, because there have been a couple of times so far in just nine in just 10 games, that one of our pitchers throws the third strike, and it's called a ball. And the pitcher throws the third strike again, and it's called a ball. And then that batter goes on to hit uh, like an RBI single, RBI double. It's just that sort of thing sucks, and it kills the pitcher and, and kills momentum and energy on the team. And it's not, that's not the fault of anybody on the team. The blame for something like that would fall with the umpire, but it still is, again, just like with the bad defense, which does fall on the team, it's just making the pitcher look worse. And so we're seeing these pitchers come out, and it's not exactly fair to say that it's all their fault here, because in a lot of cases, a ground ball in the infield within range of being fielded properly, which should be a double play to end the inning, it's been turning into a bobble and no out. And in some cases, maybe just not enough time, so go to first and only getting the one out. And those sorts of things are just killers, you know? You, you gotta help the pitcher out. Gotta help him get out of these innings when there's guys on base and the pressure is on, we got to be able to make those double plays. we got to be able to catch the fly balls with the intention and ability of taking that step in and making a throw over whether it's to second base or home plate, taking that extra base or potentially that extra run away from the base runner. It's obviously been really frustrating so far as an A's fan, and the the worst thing, in my opinion, as a fan, if you can just say one thing that's the worst thing to see on your team as a fan, bad defense. A lot of people try and say defense doesn't win games. Well, that's true that defense doesn't put a runner over home plate and, and score the run for you, but it can lose you a game real quick, as we've been seeing and the one thing, in my opinion, that's the most frustrating as a fan is just to see your team give away a game with mistakes without ever really being in the fight for that game. That's It's just so intensely frustrating, but also just sort of demoralizing. 
And <laughs> I'm sure it's the same for the players. When you yourself make a mistake or when your teammates make a mistake, I I bet that the frustration and the the anger, the disappointment, I'm sure that it's not good for team morale. And there's a saying, I can't remember exactly what it is, but the general idea of it is winning fixes all your problems. If you're winning, there there is no more clubhouse drama. No one is picking fights with each other. You know, everyone gets along when you're winning. And the A's have obviously not been winning. Not very much. Not for five games. About a week now, I think. And the the counter, the reverse, is also true. When you're losing, the the situation in the clubhouse is a little bit more dire. You know, it's it, it's a little bit worse for everyone involved, I'm sure. So, as you can tell, this episode hasn't really been about a game recap at all. More so just a recap of what's been happening over the last about a week in A's baseball. I don't think we need to dig deep into the individual performances of these games right now. And there's still not a large enough sample size to say anything either about the offense or the defense or the pitching. All of these guys defensively, we've seen them perform at a high level in the past. And the defense should be one thing that is not going to just have a cold year and start being horrible. So I think that the defense should bounce back. The same with the offense, that should definitely bounce back. We just, we won't know who is having a good year or a bad year for a little bit longer still. And the same obviously goes for the pitching, especially starting pitchers who you have one bad start, if it, especially if it's really bad, and that can sort of just make your statistics look horrible for quite a while until you finally fix it have enough good performances that it sort of brings the average down. You know, you, you have a, a rough first month. It's like four or five outings. Well, it's going to take you a couple of months maybe to be, like, looking good, I guess, to the average baseball fan who's just going to look at a stat line and say, oh, this guy has a six-and-a-half ERA, he sucks when maybe he had a well VRA over the first three starts and then figured out whatever the problem was and has been great since then, it's just going to take a while for stuff like that to show. And, of course, we are mostly waiting still for our pitchers to figure things out and make some changes and get some different results on the mound than what we've had so far. I am confident that we will be able to do that, and we've also got Blackburn and Rosinski making their recovery starts in the minor leagues pretty soon, and so with those two guys getting healthy, they should be ready to go, I think, by the beginning of May, I guess, because they need to basically go through a spring training right now to get their arms stretched out and ready to go. 
So once they once they do that and those guys are ready to go, then we will sort of be able to ride the hot hand, as they say. We'll be able to figure out who is pitching well right now and keep those guys up and maybe send some of the other guys down to work on some stuff. It'll definitely be interesting, and I think that how the team approaches the next week will say a lot about the team for the rest of the season, just as far as mentality, because in a lot of our losses, we've showed a lot of grit. Ah, well, it's a long season, and we've just barely gotten started, and with such a small sample size, we're just going to have to wait and see if they're able to turn this stuff around a little bit at some point here. That's all I've got for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Athletics Baseball Podcast, and I will talk to you guys soon.